The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Alex Clancy in the studio with me and Deborah Debris is on the phone. She's on her way in. Traffic in Arizona. We are back. Um, but the traffic in Arizona is so... It's not bad. It's like... Th- this, is a, this is a place where there's five major sports, so there's going to be a lot of people, obviously. And Arizona's growing. No one is really from here. The people from here drive their way. The people that are not from here drive a certain way, as you would do from California, yeah, you're probably from San Luis, so you probably walk everywhere. Uh, no, yeah, I thought California drivers were bad until I moved here. It was crazy. New York, D.C., Washington, well, I said D.C., D.C., and uh, St. Louis. Traffic's bad all over, especially during rush hour. All right, well, we're not going to talk about traffic. We've got a lot of sports to talk about. As I said, Alex Clancy's in the studio. Deborah Debris is online. She will be here in the next five or ten minutes, depending on where she's coming from, her high-rent district neighborhood. <laughs> One of the things I want to talk about, and I got my coffee, one of the things I want to talk about was uh, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel on the front page of Time Magazine. I got the magazine yesterday. So he's on the front page. I want to get into that. I also want to get into the game. First, I want to get into the game of Alabama, Alex, and te- Texas A&M. In your opinion, did the game live up to his hype? Johnny Manziel, watching this guy play, hearing all the hype, and I've seen we watched him play last year when he won the Heisman. He does everything to win a football game. This guy's a dynamic. And I, I only criticize him for his off-the-field antics because when you get to a certain point and, and how, where he come from, you know, everyone comes from different walks of life, different places. When you get to a certain point, you have to start being a captain. You have to start being a leader. And I, I didn't see the leadership off the field that he does, that, that he's uh, show on the field. I think he's a great talent. I think he's dynamic. I, I keep watching him, and every time I watch him, I'm, I'm looking for a place to put him in the NFL. And there's a place for him. There's a place for Johnny Manziel in the National Football League. I don't know which round, and I don't know which position. I don't know if he's a starting quarterback or he's a great backup quarterback. I don't want him to fall into a situation Tim Tebow fell in. Tim Tebow got drafted in the first round, and he was a Tim Tebow is a Hall of Fame collegiate athlete. He got drafted in the first round by the Denver Broncos, and he has to live up to the hype. And I've always said that if he got drafted in the third round, Tim Tebow was be on, he would be on somebody's team right now because there was no hype to live up to. Uh, if he got the starting job, that would have been great coming from a third-round guy. But the first-round pressure and everything he does and all the cameras that's on him when he get on one knee, all the cameras on when he throws interceptions, his mechanic, Every quarterback don't have the same mechanics. He just got to find a way to make it work for himself. So, Johnny Manziel, as dynamic as he is, I want to find. A, I'm trying to find a place for him in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny. There was a moment of moment of clarity for me, at least, when I was watching the Alabama game. 
you know, uh, in the whole off season, it was like, you know, how is he getting away with this? How is he getting away with this? And I watched TV. I was like, oh yeah, that's how he's getting away with it. He's the most dynamic player in college football. He's undersized. He reminds me of Drew Brees with better wheels. Probably not as good of an arm, but he's so smart. We were talking about this off air. He's his IQ is so high. He knows how to get through seams. He's not the fastest player on the field, but he's so elusive when he when he uh you know when he has to scramble or when they're when they're designed runs or whatnot. Twenty twenty nine to four twenty twenty eight to thirty nine four sixty four and five touchdowns. He threw a very very costly pick in the end zone, which was a bad throw by him. Doing too uh, much. He was doing too much. He had somebody on the other side of the field. He had a, I think it was a six-inch discrepancy between the receiver and the DB. Uh, and these numbers are ballooned a little bit because of the 95-yard touchdown pass that kind of gave them another heartbeat back in the game. Uh, this game is, was not as close as the numbers would indicate. Uh, Alabama pretty much had this game in, during the meat of it. In the beginning, with the emotionally charged first drive where they come down, march down, and score, that was expected. You know, you're, at, you're on your home turf. This has been the most uh, thought-about game since they played last year. And it's, you know, it lived up to his hype. He played well. I would still pick A.J. McCarron over him 100 times out of 100. Johnny Manziel will fill the seats. A.J. McCarron will win you Super Bowls. And, this, and quarterbacks like that will win you Super Bowls. Game managers who have good arms who are smart, who are cerebral, who have the talent around him but can also use it to their advantage and not make it a detriment by, by not spreading the ball around it and by not using them uh, to, to the utmost potential of the team. So I would pick A.J. McCarron all day. He's, he's tied for third in the Heisman votes right now. Johnny Manziel is number one overall again. But I think A.J. McCarron will be a better NFL quarterback than Johnny Manziel. I absolutely agree. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said the dynamics of uh, Johnny Manziel Will, will sell tickets. The uh, as far as ownership and winning a football game. This when you get to the the next level. I mean, college is like this because college is a billion dollar industry. But when you get to the next level of professionalism, and I'm throwing up my quotes, um, it's about winning and losing. I don't care how great you think you are, how great you are. If you're not winning, we're looking for a way to trade you or get something for you to bring in a guy who can wins. And AJ McCarron will win football games for a team because he's. He's disciplined in a sense where he doesn't try to do too much. Now, everybody, everyone on that field have a sense of, you know, they have an ego where, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and they can probably. But when you stay within the confines of my offense, defense, and special teams, and when the teams, the guys, the other guys on the field with you, the other 10 guys, if I'm the quarterback, when they're willing to follow me into some fire, that's when you got the respect, the command of your team. And that's how you win football games because those guys understand their roles. A la Tom Brady, they understand their roles. When you talk about the New England Patriots, you talk about Denver, when you, we used to talk about Indiana, uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts. We didn't talk about all the superstars. It was just one or two guys, but everybody up there played their role. So that's where uh, A.J. McCarron's will come, in, come into play for a lot of uh, probably 15 to 20 teams in the National Football League next year. Yeah, and I and, and I remember this guy has two national championships. Right, but and and that's the thing. He's playing on the best team with the best defense, the best running back the last two years. You know, he's had things working for him. So that I mean, that could be you know a detriment to him because like, well, what are you going to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars if you get drafted by them or something to that effect? I see him as a Ben Roethlisberger, a great game manager. He's got a good arm. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He he doesn't have the the physical attributes that Ben Roethlisberger has where he's just a brick house in back so he can you know he can throw off defensive linemen and whatnot from uh, from getting sacked but I really think he just doesn't cause any controversy so he gets overlooked 
It's the craziest thing in the world. He's not. He's not a media. He's not a media sweetheart. He's got the hot girlfriend that Brent Musburger told us all about. He's got all <laughs> these things you to tell us about. He hasn't said a word. All he does is he says his things at the end of the game. Oh, we got another win. You know, my team, blah blah. My team, my team, my team. I did what I had to do, and you go to the next week, and that is something that is overlooked in media today. But that's the thing. I think it's being overlooked in media, but is it being overlooked by the scouts? Because so the scouts right now are looking at Manziel and wondering, as well as the coaches, are wondering, what am I, what am I going to get if I get him? I get talent, I get skill, I get creativity, but none of it is necessary. Well, I shouldn't say none of it, but there's a lot of it that's not disciplined. You know, you've got you know, a, a Peyton Manning who's creative, but he's disciplined in his creativity. He knows what he's going to do, and so does his team. With Manziel, I don't know that anybody knows what he's going to do next. They don't just... They don't don't just respect guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. They, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and those guys, those leaders that we talk about all the time, from the quarterback position, they command their respect. You're going to do it this way or you won't be on the field. They have a lot to say on who that team drafts the year coming up. So when you got other guys who's willing to follow that role, because the end game is the Super Bowl. To get into the playoffs, teams don't say let's win the Super Bowl because we, we watch, uh, you know, I know I've seen a team go 4-12 and one year, next year they win the Super Bowl, and that was the St. Louis Rams, and that was incredible. Only thing changed was the mindset, and when you got leaders, more leaders, see, there's not leaders in a lot of locker rooms these days. There's a lot of individuality, um, right. but when you got, I don't mind that type of talent, individual talent. Right. I don't mind it at all, but when you bring it together and know your place, uh, you got to find you got to find more soldiers in the locker room who's willing to follow the leaders. Right, and they also, I mean, the NFL never really shies away from people that have issues. If you have enough talent, because it's you, marketing, you're, you're going to get a spot. <laughs> yeah. If you have talent, like I mean, look at Aaron Hernandez. I mean, take away the stuff that, that that's recently transpired, but he had a bunch of issues in college. Uh, Belichick took a chance on him because he's supremely talented, and you have all these guys, Pac-Man Jones, all these people that come out of college with with baggage. Look at Teron Matthew; he didn't even play last year. And, and he's going to be a starting DB for, for the Cardinals. And he's going to be there to stay if, if he can stay healthy. So I don't think that, maybe because it's a quarterback position, it's a little right. different. But I really think that it's going to be overlooked. And somebody's going to want him to fill seats. And I, I hope to all holy hell that it's not Jacksonville that gets him. Because they'll take him number one overall next year. If, if he doesn't get a catastrophic injury, and if they finish 1-15 like they should or 0-16, yeah, that will be a death sentence for him. That's like Joey Harrington coming out of Oregon, the best quarterback coming out of school that year, and he goes to Detroit and he's never heard from again because they were so awful for so many years. Who was it? Peyton Manning and, uh, right, real quick, Deborah, Peyton Manning and who came out with Peyton Manning? The Neanderthal from uh, went to San Diego Chargers. Oh, the, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was a Ryan Leaf syndrome. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tim well, Couch, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Well, and Alex, I think you're right when you talk about it. I think it depends on position because if you're, you're one of the badass guys coming out that's causing problems and they, you're brought into a league because of your ability to play and not because of everything that's going on or in spite of everything that's going on off the field. But if you're a quarterback, do you want that, that position that person to be the face of your franchise you know so i think the position does make a difference. and a lot of quarterbacks get straight away from first round and we know they first round guys but some antics they've done in college right. and i and, and think about this and I, I know i talk about this a lot i don't i can't condemn a guy in college unless he's repeated suspect offender I can't condemn them in college because these guys are kids, but when they go to big-time program, we don't look at them as kids anymore. We well, look at them as you got a big-time program. Has Johnny Manziel really done anything wrong? Yes, he has. What yes, is, he has. What has he done? Well, because he got acquitted when, of the signatures, which is wrong a joke. Doing, but I want him to do because it opens up the door for a lot of things. What he's done wrong, wrong was broke the rules, and NCAA rules should have been but, broken. But he didn't break the rules. <laughs> 
Johnny Manziel has been breaking rules from day. He, he's Not, doing allegedly, but he hasn't been allegedly. He hasn't, he hasn't been charged with doing anything wrong except for being a kid. When Johnny, exactly, that's that's my point. Right. When I'm when he can be a kid, I want them to be kids. But understand, at certain points, you got to grow up. You at the University of Alabama, you got to grow up. You don't have to grow up as fast as Kansas, but you should yeah. because you had a big time program. You had a Division One school. You have to grow up, but we don't look at them as kids anymore. So we condemn them from seventeen or eighteen to twenty one. And when they turn 25, 20, 30, we still talk about what they did and just so we don't have to pay them. You know why they run a 40? So they can don't like have to pay on guys. Your, on your chart to say that he's not good enough. So he's not good enough. Yeah. I know, guys, there are more 4 or 5 guys and 4 or 6 guys in the league than there are 4 or 4 guys. And, it, and it's great to have a 4 or 4 guy on your team because he's a game breaker. Now, coaches look like I've heard a lot of coaches talk about that going into the draft. We need a guy who can catch the ball and change the game. You got to have that. But... Don't use that as a stipulation of should I draft this guy or pay this guy because Dale McGee went to the University of Auburn, played with me, 5-7 corner, 5-8 corner, runs a 4-6, could cover any 4-3 receiver in the league because he had good hips. He understand the game. You mentioned that about Johnny Manziel, his IQ level of football. You understand the game, you can play it. You heard him, Quentin, on his little team, he goes down, they punt the ball, he's running down there, I'm watching him. Everybody's in slow motion to me because I'm seeing him. He's running full speed down the field to get on the punt that you're already going to get. You don't even have to touch it. I'm like, why are you doing that? It's, it's not just enough to be good. You have to understand the game. Right. I say, what if you mishandled that ball? The team that just punted the ball, they get that ball right there. Well, think about the ASU game. I mean, you've got a quarterback on the other side, you know, who didn't, do, didn't take a knee, didn't do what he was supposed to do in order to, you know, <clears throat> give them an opportunity to, uh, you know, potentially win. And, you know, the, it's already talking, being talked about by the scouts. That, that's a check mark on he, his He sheet. did take a knee. It he, was a quick knee, yeah. but well, he did take again, a knee. Well, it's a quick yeah. I want to get into that because it's I think the hole. referees had a lot That was the ref's fault. That was the ref's fault. Absolutely, and they're being punished for it, they supposedly. When, when yeah. he, reprimanded. they tried yeah. to calm the game. He, I, I remember seeing a picture in a slow motion thing. I even slowed it down on I the TV. I watched the game. Yeah, so did I. Mm. So did I. And I saw a ref with six seconds left put his hand out, meaning wait, to set and it just run, 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 and that's that was the that was the line that was the ref's fault that was in the middle of everything. Yeah. Well, we'll I tell you what, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Johnny Manziel. I want to talk about AJ McCarron because the enough of the Johnny Manziel. Right. AJ McCarron played his butt off and he outplayed him. He won the game. Uh, we also want to talk about the ASU game. We get into some NFL and Deborah tried to start some stuff yesterday on via text and, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get into that. Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. Can't Alex Clancy. Deborah Debris. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Johnny Manziel, we were talking about how dynamic. We're talking a lot of things about this guy, how and, and rightfully so. Johnny Manziel, he, I don't Manziel, I don't want to, I don't like harping on this guy, bringing too much attention to him. But you know, the attention is deserving. Uh, well, he brings we, it on himself. He he does, and we talking about it, and and, and I want to talk more about what AJ McCarron did in that game, the Texas A&M game. And we we get in and out of this conversation because I also want to talk about the money that Manziel that he brings to the NCAA. Uh, well, and talk about the $740 million that was raised by Texas A&M through donations, which is 70% more than they've ever had in the past. Right. And, and how much of that did he get? Yeah. So we'll talk about that. But let's talk about uh, A.J. A.J. went 20 for 29 in that game. He had four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, Johnny Manziel played his butt off also, tried to, tried to do a whole lot which caused the two interceptions to help his team win. But he went 28 for 39, passing the ball. That's their offense. Uh, 464 yards, five touchdowns. He was responsible for about 500 yards of total offense himself. Uh, 500 total yards offense. I won't say himself because the receivers have to catch the ball. Like that one he scrambled and held merited, mm-hmm. held merited in the air. It took, it took oh somebody with some great instincts to go get that. Right. To and see it, it coming and be aware of everything within the game and then right. to jump up that fire and get it between the pads. And then you look at the uh, Alabama team and they're like, oh, not again. He's not going to do his magic again. But he was doing his magic from the time the game started. That's what he does. He's a dynamic player. He rushed the ball 40, 14 times for 98 yards. It bothers me when they get 98 yards. Why don't you just get two more? Just, <laughs> yeah, just tell Adrian Peterson that last year. He's not <laughs> short. <laughs> Just get two more yards. Get 100 yards. Make it look good. What's the matter good. with you? I can't talk about the 98 yards. I'll talk about 100 yards. I guess I did talk about the 98 yards. Yes, you did. But I AJ, AJ McCarron for the uh, um, Alabama, University of Alabama. Yeah. I mean, he's Had he's a nails. great game. Great game. And, I, and even TJ Yeldon, uh, the running. We didn't talk anything about the running uh, because the whole talk was about, it was kind of like the Manning Bowl. Let's, let's talk about the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants. Right. There's a few other players on the field. There's a few other players where there's... Just as good as those two other two guys, if not better. Um, and you, Alex, you probably want to argue that point about Peyton Manning later on. Yep. But look what they have on a. I, I don't like. This was a great opportunity for um, the head coach for the Alabama to argue about his defense. They won the game, but defense, you don't give up 42 points. Right. You cannot give up 42 points. It's the SEC. You're going against a, a team in Texas A&M that throws the ball, who passes the ball, who has a lot of things, intricate parts to where – there's some, someone always going to be open. It just comes down to Manziel finding the right guy. Well, if you look at Saban, man, he looked exhausted. And it was Holy exhausted because man. think about leading up to this game. This is the fun part. The game is the fun part. But the exhaustion comes from trying to get these college kids, these guys that we want to say that are men and they should be responsible for their entire life from that <laughs> point on, 
these guys to get to understand it's another football game. You do have he is an uh, outstanding player. Right. Play the game, stick with the game plan, and we'll win. And they did win, but you cannot give up. Nick Saban, he has a great coaching point this week. We can't give up forty two points. Right. You, you you nailed it on the head with that. Defense is becoming obsolete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, if if the SEC these games are getting blown out of proportion, like a Pac twelve game, like an Oregon game, either your offense is good. If your offense is better than the other team and you execute a better offensive scheme, you're going to win. Even in the NFL, your team can be awful. You know, your defense can be awful. Even if your defense does make defensive plays, it's all for touchdowns. It's all for interceptions. It's never to stop them on third down. It's always to get a pick, to get a pick six, to run a punt back. It's Defensive schemes have waned, and I don't know if it's because this generation of defense in the NFL is getting older or the new guys are, are focusing on... Uh, are focusing on turnover, turnover-driven defenses as opposed to just you know smash-mouth defense like it used to be in the seventy days when football was quote unquote pure, like you like uh, you know uh, veterans would say and, and retirees would say. Here's here's what's coming. Uh, here's where teams and um, universities, colleges and universities, here's where they define their defense. We'll put enough points, and Oregon comes to mind when I say this because Oregon's defense. That, that, Keith Lewis came out of that defense. Keith Lewis is a good baller. He's on the Voice America Sports Network. Keith Lewis coached him in um, Vegas, UFL. He, he's pretty good. But when you look at the speedster that um, those guys have in Oregon, Keith is not a fast guy, but Keith is smart. Keith's real smart. So here's where defense is being played in college. Have enough offense to put up 50-plus points. And then you put, in, you put your opponent in a situation where they become one-dimensional. They have to pass the ball. So here's what defense, we, we think guys are really good. Well they, well, they throw the ball 12 times, you should pick it one time. Every time they throw the ball, it should be an interception or you should have two sacks if it's 12 passes in a row. That's just the st- statistics that we use uh, in the NFL. Anytime he drop back 12 times, it should be an interception or a pick. Or um, interception or pick, same thing. It should be an interception or he should be sacked. Every 12 times. Well, I just think overall, watching the games this weekend, and, uh, you know, we've got Thursday night, we got Monday night, we got all that going on now. Money, it was in- more money, more, more money. money. <laughs> it was interesting to watch the various teams, how many, how many games came down to the very last, you know, play, um, how many times special teams were involved as far as winning or losing the game, and how many teams, to me, looked, they were certainly pro-athletes, but they didn't look organized, you know, when they were playing. Um, the, about the only organized game I saw was the one, you know, the, the Manning Bowl, which actually looked like a more of a pro-athlete game. Well, they put the quarterback on the center and they drop back and pass. There's no uh, spread offense, no run and shoot. And run and shoot, if everybody's not doing it, it's not going to work. They need to send Sanford, you need to see Kaepernick back to the, that where he was more dangerous. I love to see quarterback being, being, uh, being able to do more than one thing. What's bothering, um, the Washington Redskins is, and I want to get into that guy real quick too, but um, for a quick minute. But he's too apologetic. He he's blaming himself for everything. He's too he's too apologetic, um, and you don't have to apologize. You you can hold guys accountable. They should be accountable in the NFL. Somebody didn't do this. Somebody didn't do that. I wouldn't start um, um, RG three. I wouldn't play him until he's healthy. I don't think he's healthy. He had a severe knee injury, and all we heard about was. Him and his rehab, the doctor and the coach. I would not play him. I would put Cousins in, who won me some games last mm-hmm. year, until this guy get healthy full speed. I would run him hard at practice. I would practice hard with him. But when I'm ready, when I think he's ready, see, it's easier for 
Shanahan and, and uh, RG3 to t- have that conversation, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I can go. Because a player, player always can go. He always can go. He can have one leg. He can go. Just give me a prosthetic. I can go, coach. And the, and the coach will believe that because they want to win football games. And he's a guy who can win football games. Yeah, but tell Drew Bledsoe that. I mean, tell guys that, you know, I, I'll take a couple weeks to, to harness my injury. Kirk Cousins goes 2-0. and He's fit better for that offense than RG3 is. Because he's in the pocket. RG, yeah. RG3, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, You're absolutely. But, absolutely. but Blesso and, and, will lose his job. Uh, a, a guy like Blesso will lose his job to Tom Brady who didn't come in. What bothered me about Tom Brady? See, we're going to be all over the field. Hold on, Alex. <laughs> I mean, you can interrupt me too. <laughs> no, no, but that's Tom fine. Brady but, screaming? Tom, yes. What, what the what, hell what, is up with that, dude? Tom Brady was a rookie. He, was, he, had, a lot, he had a lot of mistakes as a rookie. But he played on a veteran team, and all those guys did was, come on, you can get it. Next play, next play. He's forgetting that these guys don't understand the pay, the, um, the uh, Patriots way right now. Right. They're trying to make the team. They're trying to please. When you try so hard to please somebody, you're not yourself. You're not yourself. Well, and they're looking at him as the authority figure. You know, I mean, he's supposed to be the leader of the team. And when he comes over to the sideline or wherever, I mean, all, every place, screaming at players, all he's doing is not only that is he... could have been me, not even as a rookie. He's hurting his receivers. He's hurting the entire rest of the team because they're all picking up on that anger energy. And Those some guys, guys that may scared. pump them up, but most guys are going to get scared. This isn't, this isn't a seventh-grade flag football team. This is really, what he does. But This he, is what Tom Brady's always done. Tom, I've never seen Tom Brady do that. I'm, I'm going back to the beginning of Tom Brady. No, but because he, he had to start from somewhere, just like those guys are. Sure, the, but Tom, he, he was a quarterback. Yeah, he's, he, he wasn't a receiver. He's repla- okay. Those guys are replaceable. Those guys... He's replaceable too. Look at Drew. You just mentioned Bledsoe. Bledsoe took an injury. Brady comes in and never relinquished the job. He was a quarterback, but he was backing up somebody. Those guys coming in to play right now. You can't so baby he, these guys. You don't have to don't baby have to him, baby but them. you don't, don't have to carry them down either. I agree with you. You don't have to baby them. But if I'm building a team and I know I got some young guys, this is a long season. And at the end, these guys will be pretty good because they, because of Tom Brady, because of uh, um, the coach, um, too many concussions, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Concussions. You don't think uh, Peyton Manning rips his players? I know he does. Every quarterback oh. does, but how you do it? But did you watch him? If you watched what he did, he'd walk over and he'd look at his player. He'd talk to him about what needed to be done. You'd watch him walk off camera. Now, tell me, and that's did you when see that in upset. Tell me, did you see that Brady? Brady was he was animated. Brady wants to win so bad, rightfully so. He's a winner. Absolutely, Hall of Fame. In my book, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's not like Kobe Bryant who berates players. He tells players exactly what they need to be doing because they're doing something wrong. Kobe Bryant came in the league as a high school guy, one of the best in an NBA, never sat on the, rarely sat on the bench. This guy, Kobe Bryant's a different breed, and I don't, I'm I'm not saying he's a different breed, whereas who I agree with how he does it. You don't do that to players. You think those guys are out there to lose or, or to make mistakes? No. When you got, when you playing with a Kobe Bryant, or you playing with a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, you want to do so well that you don't want to disappoint them. Some guys come in like that, and you're 100% right. You can't baby these guys. They got to be accountable. But the difference is Brady was sitting, he was sitting watching games where these guys coming in from a collegiate level or from another team who has to play right away. So if you don't know the Patriot way, would, and I'm doing my quotes again, whatever that is, to not get in trouble. But if you don't know, that's a winning uh, organization that's a winning program. Well, it used to be, they they'll win. They'll win. They got too much to, and um, cerebrally they got too much where they can get it done. But Brady was so animated. I said, guys like that bother me. And even though I like Tom Brady, 
You don't do that. You you. But there's a yeah, then there's a way that you can get in somebody's face and tell them, here's what we're going to do. This is what's expected. This is the way it's going to be. And you can be highly animated. You can be full of energy. You can even be ticked off. But at least you're moving them towards what they need to do. That's like you a fantasy land. Them. It's bullshit. In the, in, the, in, the, in the middle of a game, Absolutely. Every, all, all yeah, the emotions I, I are it. charged. You know what I used to do in the middle of a game? I walk up to the guy and say, and there was no... You didn't see any of this or hand gestures right. in their face. Or I'm walking, man. You on the field for a reason. Get your shit together. Exactly. And that was it. And then it was like I congrat every play. I say it happens. If you if somebody catch a ball on you, it happens. This is football. Those guys are getting paid millions of dollars. But when I when I say that's a play you should have made, it's not putting them down. He know he comes back and make play mm-hmm. every time these guys come get back and make play. You can put up with the Tom Brady antics if you want to, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. right. It is the NFL. Tom Brady know the cameras on him, and I'm not saying that's why he act up. The cameras on him because he's the leader of the team, if not just offense. If he wasn't the golden boy, this wouldn't be an issue. He is the golden boy. I this know. If he wasn't the golden boy, the all American quarterback who Tom never Brady, does anything wrong, Tom blah blah blah. If it wasn't him, this wouldn't be. If it was Philip oh, Rivers, wrong, no if it was Philip Rivers, this wouldn't be a conversation. It was Philip Rivers last year when he was playing terrible. Right. Did we talk about that. it once? Yes, we did. We talked about Philip Rivers being bad and his antics. Somebody roll the tape. Roll, get the tape back. We talked about. D took it with him. He's <laughs> how you get fired on your day off. Look, he um. We talked about all the quarterback. I don't. You can love Tom Brady all you want to. I'm just getting I'm not, close. I'm getting close to the facts as I can, or getting close to how I've seen some veteran guys. I came to the Arizona Cardinals. I was some veteran guys. I've never been. Kwame, you better do this, you better do that, and I've made mistakes. You better get there. They say, man, you got to make that play. You want to feel for a reason. You coming out here undrafted, you want to feel for a reason. My game shot up, just just those words saying, get my stuff together, my game shot up ten times. But if it, if it was the head coach, it would be okay? If it was the head coach? Yeah. No, he probably said the same thing. It's how you coach these guys. It's not what you say. What you say to these guys and how you coach them, it, you depend on how you get your response to them. In theory, if you coach well enough during the week, <clears throat> you you give the keys to your quarterback and the you just Patriots watch it. You just watch Patriots, it transpire. The, the They're Patriots, not as good enough of a team, and he's starting to realize that. And it and it's an internal when thing it was on good, his end. When it was all good, we didn't see this. Mm. I, I don't be the same guy. You you a Hall of Fame guy. It's not the you same know, situation though. Pe- the, pe- the t- They're not going like sixteen every, and zero this year. Every, they, 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 lost, they almost lost the two crap teams. They they, but they don't, don't change they don't. who you are just because of the circumstances. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to score. That's okay. easy to say. That's not easy to say. If I'm the best That's guy, if I'm the quarterback, if I'm the quarterback, and I'm so used to winning, I'm gonna find a way to get these guys ready. I done stole two games. I'm two and zero. I'm to, I'm the New England Patriots. Tom Brady. I'm two and zero, knowing that I should be zero and two. I'm gonna find these. I'm gonna find a way to get these guys. You don't show up your teammates. I don't care who you are. You can go back to Kobe. You do not show up your teammates in a, in a professional sport. Did you see the guy looking at him on the bench or the sideline like, Oh yeah, that's, fuck, that's man to man. I'm going to yeah, take that's you man down. Man. Yeah. At some point, that's a Try man. Try it. Then what? That, yeah. I met, well, I mean, uh, you're right next to Aaron Hernandez. I mean, no, this is like, take you out. They, you, I'm not that far as far as taking you out. We're going to have a man-to-man conversation. You're not going to go crazy because I, I did not step on that field to lose a football game, and I know your passion for the game. You better know mine, too. Mark, mark my words today. They'll win by three touchdowns next week. I don't care what they win by. I hope they win. It's motivation. But it's not Who because of him yelling on the field. It'll be because what they do in practice between that game Who? and the okay. next one. Fantasy land. This is like bullshit. This, you're this a fantasy is, guy. You play fantasy football, so I don't know what the fantasy I would never part. touch Tom Brady this year in fantasy football. Are you kidding me? That's what I thought. Shady McCoy's yes. taking me to the championship. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is 
Just watch how it transpires. I, that's I'm what I'm, I've been saying that they got away with two games. It should transpire to them winning more, not them winning more games, but the receivers playing better. They, we know they're not going 16 on. They don't have a 16 on team, but when they were 16 and 0, did you see those antics? No, you didn't. Right. Oh, of course not. Because well, well, I'm the I'm the captain. I got to get these guys to understand. This is how we play ball over here. And I'm, this, I'm never going to scold you in in public. Something interesting about this, though, is you never see Drew Brees do this, and I think that's one of the main. Oh my And I think that's one of the main problems with the New Orleans Saints organization. I don't, is that there's no there's no fire. New Orleans Saints. There's no the fire. Bowl, no, no I, yeah, I'm just saying there's no fire. And that but and this, could, I'd much rather have this than just not, oh, mm-hmm. you know, good try, guys. You know, we'll get them next. This is but this you can is have what fire you need. Without degrading well, look people, at the, look at you they, don't know what he said. Do you, you know what he said? Who? No, but I could watch Who, his Brady? antics and I could see the anger. I don't care and I what he said. I watched him. I watched that emotions. And you can be five years old. Understand? He's mad at somebody because they didn't do their job. He didn't do his job his first year. And so he, had, he, came into, he came into a veteran team. He didn't do his job. Did you see anybody? Now, you can go get tape on this. Did you see anybody saying, getting in his face? or say, oh, my God, you got to make that pass. Did you, hear, did you see any of the receivers say, man, I'm open. I got to do this. No, you did not. If you do, bring it to me, and I'll pay you. Tom Brady won two Super Bowls before the age of 25 or 26. Tell me what you're saying. Tell me what, you, tell me what you're saying when you say that. What I'm saying when I say tell that? Tell me what you mean when you say that. He I'm won saying two that Super Bowls. He was accountable as a quarterback, and he won Super Bowls with a team that was pretty Let much dormant for years. Let me start from top because uh, I don't think we – I think we're getting confused somewhere. I'm saying Tom Brady is a winner. He's a Hall of Fame guy. He won two Super Bowls before 25. Good for him. He had a defense before the age of 25. Tom Brady sat on the bench and watched Blesso play. These receivers are coming from a different place that don't understand that the Patriots' way – they drop balls, it's going to happen. They just drop them at the wrong time. It's going to happen. Why do you think Wes Worker's not in, in New England right now? Because Bill Belichick hates him. Because he dropped two balls. <laughs> he dropped two balls, and then and Tom Brady's wife, who never played it down, ran her mouth and said something. No, they got to catch those because that's her husband. You can't testify against your husband, but you can, you can run your mouth about your husband all you want to, but you don't go to practice with those. You don't talk about those guys. Keep your mouth shut. I agree with that. I, I don't know. We I, okay, well, then let me keep going then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom Brady sat on the bench and watched all this stuff transpire. He understands the way Ble- uh, uh, the coach was there. Bill Belichick was there. Blesso was the quarterback. He also had Curtis. He also had Curtis Martin. He had a defense that won. That kept him in games or won games. I'm telling you, when he was coming, when a lot of his shortcomings as a first-time starter, uh, you didn't see that veteran defense. You didn't see those veteran receivers or the offense saying you better get it together or how they came in his face. You didn't see that stuff. But now he's Tom Brady that we talk about anytime we can talk about football, we can bring Tom Brady into the conversation because he's that great. We, he's making antics and, and going crazy like he's talking to some five-year-old. He's talking to some grown man. First of all, we, we, we men. First of all, we men. I know my job. I dropped the ball. I didn't run a route to drop the ball. I didn't run that route. It's something the coach's staff all summer saw in these guys to say, you can be a patriot. So I didn't work you all week to say, I didn't work hard all week to say, I'm going to come on Sunday and I'm going to lose this game because I'm going to drop this ball. That's not my intentions. But Tom Brady can coach those guys in a certain way. He is a coach on the field. He is the head coach on the field. He knows more than Belichick when the game is on because he's on the field. Belichick is on the sideline. He can see what he sees. He knows. He watched tons of film. Till he probably slept in the office for five days. Tom Brady is on the field. He knows a little bit more than Belichick during game time. That's why the coaches... 
count so much on players coming to the sideline, saying exactly what they is, exactly what it is, what's going on, because the coaches watch so much film, they can say, okay, well, let's adjust to this. Tom Brady, don't, he does not need to... He does not need to go through those antics, those those different characters he went through to say, oh, my God. You don't know what he was saying. I'll tell you exactly what he said. He said, oh, my gosh, catch the ball. You can read his mouth. You can read his lips. Oh, my God, catch the ball. Well, it, you know, sometimes you throw a short. I got to come back and get it. You don't come back and say, great catch. I don't see that. I don't, I don't need a, a leader, a Hall of Fame guy, getting on scolding guys like they playing high school football. It's going to work. It's going to work. That's what I'm saying. You got to get. You can't. Him doing this is going to work. That's bullshit. It is not going to work. It's not. You gonna just work. said it's going to work. It's, it's going to work when he teach these guys how to. When he when he coach these guys, not scold these guys. You don't have to scold grown man. You don't have to do that to him. You don't maybe, have to professional maybe once, guy. Maybe once be like, welcome to the NFL. Oh, okay, it's time. Yeah, but man to man to a man. You're not gonna be able to talk I'm sure he's had attention. conversations with them since. To a man, you're not. I'm gonna sure be, he's had conversations with them since. That's after the fact. But that's why should you have fact. to apologize if he didn't do anything wrong? You're saying he didn't do anything wrong, right? So I'm why saying, would you ever apologize? Well, if he didn't I, do I never anything said wrong. he apologized. He I did said, apologize after the game. He apologized. Is, Are you watching the game and, and just or not? Because we can and, move and, to another. And, well, and you talk about defense. They've given up under 35 points. You're talking about this year's team? Yeah, yeah. under 35 points in two games. Mm-hmm. So if that didn't happen, they would have got blown out both, or they would have lost both games. They should have lost both games. I, I agree. Oh, okay. They should have lost both games. They played the Jets, and who else did they play? Who they played last Buffalo. Week? Buffalo's pretty good. Buffalo's found a way but to But they fight. came down, and that was the Danny Omondola drive where he caught eight okay. balls in uh, a row. When I was talking about defense, so we don't confuse the facts with your opinions, when I was talking about defense, I said that veteran defense leadership they had. You remember those guys. You mm-hmm. know all of them. Yeah. They didn't scold him. They, uh, the conversation is about his antics to the receivers. That's what I'm talking about. It is, he's Tom Brady. There's a better way you can do that. I know better guys than Tom Brady who didn't do those things. And you, and you, can, you can go look at the film, old film. Mm-hmm. You didn't see those guys. You see them guy, put their arm around a guy. I'm not saying baby them. There's a reason why you're on the field. There's a reason why one of these coaches, some of those players have to do with some of those other players on, being on the field. Coach, this guy gave us the best chance to win. He should be on the field. Coaches go in a meeting and they think about it. And if the defense or the position coach says, yeah, he's pretty good, but I trust this guy. It's, it comes down to a matter of trust. Those guys are not going to be on the field if Tom Brady didn't trust him. Tom Brady is the captain, the leader of that offense, and I would say the team to a, to a certain extent because defensively he can't play a lick or down, a lick on defense. So you can't tell that middle linebacker or, or those guys how to play. You can't right. tell right. a keep how to play corner. You cannot do that. Um, for the most part, because a, a good a good offensive coordinator, which I think he is, Tom Brady, can show you where I need to put the ball places. But you cannot scold these guys to where they're they are looking at you crazy and then they don't want to play for you. I think it's going to work, but I don't play for guys like that. I've never seen that. I came into a veteran team. I got undrafted. I came into uh, Eric Hill, Seth Jordan, Clyde Simmons, Aeneas Williams. Um, I came into a, a bunch of guys like that. Bernard Wilson. I came to a veteran team and say, this is how we play defense. And if you watch the Cardinals defense when we played, the teams when I played though, our defense outplayed our offense. We just wanted we just wanted our offense to put up 17 points. Because in the Buddy Ryan defense, you're not going to score over 17 points on us. So just put up 17 points, we win. Or our main objective is we don't play offense. This is what we talked about in defense room. We don't play offense, so don't worry about the defense. Try to win the game on defense alone. And you'll see how we play ball. But you never see any guy scolding me for the, how I play. You, if anything, if you show, if you see a picture, and I'll tell you exactly what they say because I remember everything that they said to me to make me better. I got better from being around veterans. 
I got better from Violent Predators. All right. <sighs> My goodness. Anything? Usah. Let's go back to this because I want to talk about this money that the NCAA, because we got a lot to talk about, and we're not doing commercials. That's not paying us. We go, where's Johnny Football's cut? You mentioned seven hundred and what eighty four million forty. Well, there was uh, seven hundred forty million dollars that was raised through donations for Texas A and M, which is seventy percent more than they've ever raised. Let me show in the you past. guys. Let me show you guys this picture. Now he's just standing here for the millions listening across the world. Mm. You can't see this picture, but go get a Time magazine. Let me see. Hold on. It is a uh, September sixteenth, two thousand thirteen Time magazine. Johnny Menzel is on a cover. It's time to pay college athletes. Here's my problem with this. Johnny Manziel on the cover. Alex, you mentioned, you uh, commented that, has he done anything wrong? No, I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he should get paid. This guy brings 700 and something million, 40 million, million. $40 million dollars to a program. I think he should get paid. This does has, able to generate that amount of money, <clears throat> excuse me, does not equal up to the education he's getting. Now, if you ask me about Johnny Manziel and his education, <clears throat> he's not going to school for education. He's going to school to play football. <clears throat> and we can see that. So you just look at his uniform. And you look at the, the numbers of everything that's on his uniform from head to toe. $37 million. That's the value of Texas A&M media exposure produced by Menzel's Heisman run last year. $37 million. And it has the SEC logo on it. These guys were in the Big 12 two years ago, right? SEC logo, $37 million. The number two, uh, 64 dollars and 75 cents list price of the number two texas a&m jersey on the ncaa shopping site which has temporarily shut down because <laughs> they can't make money we, we, we i think we talked a little bit about that a couple weeks ago winning bid on ebay for menzel menzel signed many helmets 127 dollars okay 375 to five thousand dollars price resellers are asking for tickets to the texas a&m alabama game these guys generate so much money now Let's go to the coach. Um, pay raise for head coach Kevin Sullivan after Menzel's 2012 Heisman winning season. He's making $3.1 million this year. The head coach is making $3.1 million. And he's getting paid a lot of this for what's in his head. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. $72 million estimate retail value of all A&M branded merchandise sold in 2013, 2012 to 2013, a 20% jump over previous years. I didn't do the I didn't do the math. I didn't add all this up, but that's a lot of money. Hmm. One guy is generating, and one guy help others to make money. That's what it's about, right? You go to college. I, I didn't know for a long time. Not even playing. I didn't know college was a billion dollar business. I, billions of dollars. It's almost money you can't lose. Billion dollar business, mm-hmm. and then one guy can help make that. My problem with Johnny Manziel being on the cover and not a uh, uh, Maurice Claret, not a Tamarik Vandover, not a a uh, Terrell Pryor, is when these guys were doing this, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue at all. We talked about you breaking it. Here's what we talked about, the rules being broken. The rules being broken for college guys to make money off themselves. I mentioned last week that um, I think uh, these guys should get together. And, and Alex, we went back and forth on this, and you disagreed that it, it's not worth the risk of not playing. Ten guys get together and have autograph signing. In some universities, these guys can't. Um, these guys don't have money at the end of the week. They don't have money at the end of the month. That's why you get boxes of food sent to you from your parents um, 
and, and and we've we even talked about how NCAA is so covered them cover their bases. We talked about the Marine playing intramural football until it was headline news. Before it was headline news, he was ineligible. Until it became headline news uh, in the sports world. Okay, yeah, that that didn't make sense. So we got to change the word. So they cover their bases, and the guy's eligible now. And I think he's at Middle Tennessee State. My, I don't have a problem. I, in fact, I'm excited that he's on the cover of Time magazine or any magazine because that opened up the door to say when those other guys were doing it, <clears throat> when those other guys wanted to go pro, when those other guys try to make money in college, then this NCAA won't let them. Why? Maybe enough is enough to give uh, him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe enough is enough. It's too much. Even. Even um, the head football coach says these play- these guys should be paid. How do well, you pay to, them? And to look at the fact that these guys, they don't have time to go out and get part-time jobs and all the other stuff that, you know, some of the other um, uh, kids that are going to school, you know, they have the time to go out and make money. These guys don't. So it's how do you come up with a fair program where you can take some of this money, put it into a pot, divide it up in a way that makes sense so they do have that money? You had a good... Um, um, Alex had something last week, I think it was, you know, well, and one of the things I agree with, if you put some money away, if you get in trouble, then some of that money is gone. It's like you, you, you miss work, you don't get paid for that day. Right. You get in trouble, some of that money is gone. What you, um, but I, there has to be a certain number to start with because you have to pay softball players. You have to pay, pay female softball players. Now, what's the difference between softball the female softball team. Well, I shouldn't say female because I don't think the guys play sophomore. Unless you're 45 so- year old and, and drunk <laughs> and <laughs> with high socks on. Okay, the softball and team pants. in Akron, Ohio, uh, with the Zips, and then a softball team of U of A who goes to you know goes to championship games. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is I, I read an article and uh, NCAA Division One Board of Directors have approved a plan to give stipends to college athletes for for meals, for hanging out with friends, for it's a stipend. So it's per diem per week on top of the scholarship and the small market team the smaller uh, market schools like say Akron well Akron's even big. Say Middle Tennessee State. Say these schools that either can't afford it or don't wanna don't want to take part in it have put the kibosh on it. So the NCA has done this before, but it's not out of their pocket. It's out of the university's pockets, which I guess is a conversation in and of its own. The NCAA should be able to afford that. Go ahead. Okay. So my whole issue with paying college athletes is that we look at the NFL. These guys go to the NFL. They get boatloads of money. They get, you know, they get their signing bonus, they get their everything, and then they get in trouble. And then they stop playing the game. In the offseason, they get arrested, all this stuff. Uh, so, they're, so they're men once they make the NFL, as, as you would agree with, right? Anybody that makes it to the NFL is then a man. What, you're giving money to kids. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Go ahead. Yeah, Go you're, finish, finish, finish. So, so you're giving money to kids. Now, say you pay college athletes, you're giving this money to kids. There's going to be anarchy. If you give these kids money and they're going to school, they're going to be drinking underage. They're going to be getting in more trouble. They're not going to be focusing on college football that me, they were they see. were given scholarships to do. They're not going to make it to the NFL because of it. This will be the detriment to their lives. They think it is now. It'll be even worse if they have money. Let me, what, I, what I think was sorry. Last thing. No, go ahead. What I think what they should do is if you want to get paid, get a three point six. If you get a three point six, you get paid. I agree with if that. If not, no, then, it's not then, six, you know, though. Then, you know, not three point six. Uh, I'll take a three point oh. 
I would too. Well, I take a 4.0 at Alabama because, I would, so because well, you have to take school. underwater basket weaving in Alabama. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to, if, if you like it, uh, at uh, UCLA. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, that, that was uh, ballroom dancing for Matt Leiner. <laughs> at, at UCLA, like at the upper echelon schools, get a 2.6. And at these schools, get a 3-2. Two. two six. Yeah. A C. That's a C. That's a C plus. Uh, I, tell me how many of these players really have those grades. You tell me because I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. But you tell me because you asked me like I knew, so I'm asking you because I think you know. Grades equal money. If you want them to be student-athletes, absolutely agree with that to part to of what you said. But then that, but then that would also uh, yield people taking tests for them and all that kind of stuff. Like if if they need if they want to get paid, they'll go through any avenue to get paid. You say these things like you know these things for fact, and that's in in we, my we, opinion. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Woo! No, you make if a lot you of. You ask a, me, I would say. Yeah, yeah you make a lot of good points, and I, I'm, but I, let me argue with some of that. So you're telling me. That these guys shouldn't get paid because it'd be anarchy, but you're saying the NCAA can make billions of dollars? That cannot ever make sense to me. It's I can't. Right. I can't say. I can't walk up to somebody and say, "I know Alex," and they give me a uh, hundred dollars, and I don't give you any of that hundred dollars. That'd be crazy. I only got the hundred dollars because I know Alex. The NCAA is like Walmart. Alex, well, Walmart. Walmart. First of all, <laughs> without the greeters, they are. First <laughs> of all, like they Walmart. are. They are because Walmart. <laughs> Places like Walmart have their own banking. They don't go to anybody. Oh, yeah. They have their own banking. So the NCAA is like Walmart. Mm. And you was being funny, but factually, they have their own banking. So that's why they can have low prices. That's right. why their prices are lower than anybody for the most part. Target's still the best store unless Walmart's sponsoring <laughs> us. But look, <laughs> you saying, you saying don't pay these guys because of anarchy. Um, to Which a is somewhat val- I mean, well, the reality so, I mean, is no matter what you do, it's going to create anarchy unless there's some level of education that goes with it as far as the, how to handle the money. And But I don't yeah. like he said. He said you give these NFL guys and they get in trouble to get money. These guys were already troublemakers. Look at uh, uh, Tyrone Matthews. He's been on his best behavior for, what, a year and a half now because you, you make a point that the NFL don't care how much trouble you got in because you win football games for us. Mm-hmm. So the Cardinals draft them. Cardinals have got every penny. These past pre-se- these pre- preseason games and these last two games, They've gotten their money worth out that guy. So do something bad. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that do helps your bad. game. Do you, I'll, I'll show you things to do. He bad. likes to smoke weed. So? That was Teron Matthew. So go he ahead. Likes to smoke weed. They're, they're worse. They, they're, they, worse they're doing defensive. crack cocaine and, and heroin on Wall Street. Go yeah, so is Lamar Odom, apparently. <laughs> well, go but, ahead. Uh, he's not, he not an athlete anymore. He's not playing with anybody. We're talking about guys. He's, as an, he's an actor. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, I think that. It, with look at the NFL with all the stuff, and and you can agree that in the off season there are multiple arrests every off season. Absolutely, they with, that have so, and these are these are men that are held accountable. These kids are the only thing they're held accountable for mm-hmm. is if they break, is if they uh, violate, if they put get sanctions put upon them due to breaking the NCAA rules, and with no money. So how many rules can you break if you're actually given money? I think the stipend thing could be three or four hundred dollars a week. That's all you need as a college student. I wouldn't argue. I can use. Yeah. I can do uh, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a week. Especially if you get a meal. Oh, I think one of the stipends well, was for Kansas, a meal plan. In Kansas, we had a meal plan. Right. And what we did, we, it was on our card, and we had. A, I think it was for the week or for the month. Was that part of the scholarship? I, I don't know. I think it was had a football. It, yeah, no, not part of the scholarship. It was scholarship part of the was scholarship. for academics and all that. Okay. But the meal plan was for. The football stuff. Okay. I want to say. So, uh, so, so, so there's certain ways you could that. use it. Yeah. Well, we can go to. I, I can tell you certain what I did. Places. Yeah. You could use it. <laughs> so much ice cream. <laughs> no, I can. I'm lactose intolerant, but I. Yeah, but oh, that would have been so problematic. Uh, I used to take. I used to buy 
all cranberry juice and I put them under my bed and then, and then that's what I did with my milk card. I nobody eats in college but the big boys. I didn't eat in college. We but we always had a training table where we can go to uh at least three meals a day. Right. And we right. still had a meal card. So if if every university, even Akron, and Akron's not big time yet, but they'd almost be the big time school. Yeah, and then she had tournament basketball there. Right. Um even teams like that, if they can get the meal card, if they can get um so they get the th- basics. Three, the basics with three hundred, four hundred dollars. They can live off that. That that right. alleviates some of the crime. But you know, just to put your money away. I still like, I still like the f- fact that you get paid for grades. Mm-hmm. You get paid for. I like the two point five on up. But I'm not saying give UCLA a two point five. Stanford two point right, five. That's, right. that's when you should be making a three point well, five. Those guys are getting those grades. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the team. They wouldn't be on. They wouldn't be at Stanford. At Stanford, right? Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm not putting UCLA up there because you know, it's just another school. Um, but I do get paid for grades. I do agree with that. You get paid for your grades. <clears throat> a la Johnny Manziel getting paid to play football in college. He's generating so much money. I have a problem with the priors, the uh, Clement, uh, Tamreek Vandover, these, these other guys, these, um, Reggie Bush. When these guys were getting paid, that's what universities do. They can pay you because they got billions of dollars. This money, they just don't hide it well. I have a problem with snitches. Snitches get stitches uh, in the hood. Uh, <laughs> You don't you don't get this money and take this money, and then come back later and say, "Well, I got this, I got that." You don't do that, uh, and there's no way to punish the well. You punish the you punish the university. Look right. what's going on in Oklahoma State. You punish the university right. for these things and for some guy who's already left the program. Get them when you can get them, or don't get them at all. Yeah, well, I mean, Maurice Claret went against the NCAA. He's like, "I'm going to come out after one year. I'm going to petition to Marie Vandover. Why not?" Well, and Mike, man, well, we lo- Mike Williams is one of the most talented receivers at USC yeah. that I've ever seen. A I bus. mean, I'm only and well, but he he wasn't able to play for a year. I agree. He's and then a he didn't bus. get a team. Right? No, I agree. Hundred percent. I agree with you. Hundred percent. He was on so this. good. He, he was, was the best receiver on that national championship team. He was the best receiver in, well, him in and Steve college Smith. football. That team was him and Steve Smith is their receiving core. Reggie, but that was ridiculous. he was the best receiver in college football. And then he has to sit out a year. He doesn't because get it was Maurice Caress' fault because he followed his lead. He's like, "Well, I'm going to petition too. Maybe oh, I can get I, in the I, NFL." You shouldn't say that. that it was not, the same year. That is not the true. Uh, it was Maurice Caress' fault. Tamreek, you remember Tariq Vandover, uh-uh. Florida State? Okay. Well, he tried to come out. He, he ended up leaving Florida State. He was good enough. To, he's a skill position. He's good enough to play uh, in the NFL. If, when we watch these guys, when we watch these guys come out, uh, there's no difference in my opinion. Going from high school to the NBA. You still can get banged by the big boys. Kobe was able to do it. You can't say until you you don't allow them to do it that he can't play receiver. Maurice Clavet, Clavet, I mean, I'm sorry, Tamreek Vandover left Florida State, so he ended up going to Canada, forfeiting it, you know, to make money. Certain situations, Johnny Manziel don't have to do that. He come from a different background. So some guys, certain situations do that, but you gonna tell me I can't play in this league right now? Because I want to come out. Who said I had to go to college? Eric Swan didn't go to college. He played, but he did play a year semi-pro and down go. in North Carolina. Yeah. So if, but with all the concussions and injuries going on now, you're going to send a high school kid out there? Yeah. And, no, to football? Yeah. I mean, it's just you just so, can't. Yeah. No, not to play. If I want this oh, guy, oh, so you wanted him to sit for a couple of years? Yeah. We talked about that yeah. last week. Look, here's the deal. Uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Uh, so much to talk about. We want to talk about ASU. Congratulations on ASU win. Uh, the Cardinals won. Um, Congratulations, LeBron James. LeBron James, you, you, <laughs> I reserve my thoughts Nim for another poop. show. Yeah. Um, hey, here's the deal. Uh, we're taking the show on Mon- uh, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays in the near future. The near future will be the next three weeks or so like that. So stay tuned for that. We'll be posting things out. 
Uh, go to Voice American Sports, Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Um, Alex Clancy has a blog. Deborah Debris has a blog. Um, that way we get a lot of things in because we can finish yeah. up where we left off. But we're taking the show for four days, which means Woo! we have a lot of uh, we have sponsors. We have commercials to do. Um, but I, I think four days, two hours is better than four days, one hour. So we'll work on that. John Missile, uh, you, you hear that? You know, I can use my sexy voice for the uh, Get for on the it, John, because uh, one hour is not a, never enough. We got things that we got to say. We got things we go into it. Um, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris. Go to the uh, web page. Go to the blog sites. Uh, check us out. Check out Facebook. Uh, there will be some comments, questions, and answers, and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do another show there also. All right, thanks you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.